And we are live. Welcome, welcome everybody to Fireside Freedom, episode eight. Uh, named the Toolbox Fallacy. I'll be the host tonight. Hawkins here. Uh, we're also joined by, if I can get my directions right, Brian, Ken, and other side. Ah, I can't do it. Amy, uh, <laughs> welcome all. The the inverted camera just messes y'all up. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have a good discussion tonight. we got a good group of people, and it's going to be a lot of fun. This is something that uh, I know I've struggled with a lot in the past, and anybody that's a doer probably has done a lot of struggling with this uh they may not even know what it is. I had no clue what it was until uh, I was kind of told, hey, you got this. It's kind of like, almost like having a disease, I guess, in a way. So <laughs> uh, we're going to start this out good. Uh, trying to get the integrate a little bit more of the all the perks of StreamYard here for our visual people that are joining us for the live. So we got some ticker symbols. That's the best I can do. <laughs> Try to spruce it up a little bit. Uh, but we'll start off. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? So, uh, Brian, if you want to share, just kind of go counterclockwise or clockwise. Oh, I'm having uh, just some water, and then I got a nice bedtime tea uh, cooling off here to drink as we're talking. So when we get done, I can probably lay down and go to sleep. Uh, otherwise, I'm up to like eleven o'clock thinking about the show and stuff. So. Beautiful. Uh, I am I am drinking that inverted camera. It messes you up. You're right. Uh, So we have Ruby Ruber. It's a rhubarb sour beer from Mankato Brewing Company. It's a it's a springish day here in Minnesota. So I felt like rhubarb beer was the way to go. And that's a beautiful can. I've just got some Kratom water. Hopefully I'll help me sleep tonight. Kratom water. (laughs) That's some good stuff right there. I'm, I messed up last evening. I, I mixed me a big jug of it yesterday. I mixed me a big jug of Kratom water yesterday, and I guess I didn't shake it up right as I was drinking throughout the day. And the last little bit was pretty thick and heavy, and I was jittery and about to pass out while I was driving home. <laughs> yeah, we call that uh, dirt water in my house. <laughs> it usually ends up tasting like dirt. All right, uh, got that one out of the way. Uh, now the big question, and one of the reasons we're here, and I know this is a question that keeps me motivated each week. What have you done in the last week to increase your preparedness slash freedom? Sure, we all got some little thing we've done. Uh, Brian, you want to go on that? You got anything? Oh man, just kept just keep pounding out episodes of my podcast and uh, talking to people. I got a bunch of uh, new clothes put up on the website, um, some yoga pants for the ladies, and uh, Corey wears these racer back tank tops or something. I think they're called. Uh, so she made me put one up there so that she could uh, buy one. I think so. Uh, yeah, a bunch of new T-shirts, a bunch of sayings on the back of the T-shirts. So, yeah, just trying to raise some funds and uh, get on the road and stuff. So, yeah, that's what I did. I thought you were going to buy a pair of the yoga pants, Brian. I thought I thought we discussed that. <laughs> no? <laughs> uh, we cut a lot of wood here today, and uh, we actually invested in a brand new chainsaw. The one that we had was... Uh, just not keeping up with what we need to do. So we got a new one today and then we're cutting wood. So that's why I came on in here like a hot mess. 
What'd you buy? Uh, awesome. four fifty rancher Husqvarna. So, a step up from what we had before. So it's fantastic. Nice. That's what yeah. I have. Yeah, it's a great saw. I yeah. love it. I yeah, it'll do anything you need. Yeah, Jay was very happy with it. So yeah. I worked on my taxes some. I didn't get it quite done, but that's, I guess, not to build freedom, but to maintain my freedom so I don't have to go to that unhappy place. <laughs> so, yeah, did some of that. Sent my wife off on vacation, so kind of backfired because now I've got double the work. <laughs> yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's always good. Uh <laughs> All right, I guess uh, what, what I didn't even think about the question myself when I asked it. Uh, what uh, what do we have really moved forward? Uh, well, I guess every every week we move forward with uh, homeschooling the kids and teaching them. And uh, honestly, I'm trying to get them and being comfortable with the animals. I still got my six year old. She's still terrified of chickens. Think they're going to jump out and bite her through the fence. So. That's a that's a constant one. And today was a beautiful day, like you said. So had them outside just doing stuff, you know, getting dirty and having fun. You got any smaller birds? All right. So for the re uh, I mean, no, they're they're full size. So uh, but yeah, I thought about getting some bantams maybe that would that would help a little. But yeah. so far she's just you know, I'll pinch her and be like, that's all you're gonna get from the bird. But <laughs> it's just it's a quick movement to get you, kind of like a mouse. Shouldn't be scared scared of mouse, but one comes running across the floor, you're going to jump up on a chair. All right, so uh, I guess we'll get into, you're going to jump in a chair. Too. Uh, I guess we can get into the topic that we're here for tonight, and uh, it seems like everybody's kind of got a, their own take on the toolbox fallacy and what exactly it is. So I was just wondering if everybody wanted to run around and kind of give like what they perceive it is, so that way the audience will kind of understand what we're talking about, especially for the ones that don't know what it is or kind of know our take or where we're coming from with it. Uh, I guess I can do mine real quick on that. And uh, just the gist of it was, uh, you know, for me, the toolbox fallacy especially was, it was an excuse when it came down to it. It was a, you know, I can't do this podcast because I don't have a cool microphone or I didn't have a cool webcam, even though my phone did both or my computer did both. It was, you know, what can I think of that I need to do this that can keep me from doing it? You know, that was that, that was kind of my general one always. You know, I can't do crown molding on a house because I don't have a cool little nail gun or whatever. So, uh, Ken, you want to take that on next? Yeah, so that's pretty much what I had. Like it was <laughs> Are we not sure what's going on. I'm not sure what happened there. I was getting some feedback. So yeah, that was that was me too with the podcast and and creating videos and stuff is cuz you know, I've only got this, what, $600 phone here that's got an awesome camera on it and the mic and everything. But no, I, I had to go buy this little Bluetooth mic. Like, no, I want to get a shotgun mic because that one just doesn't sound right. Or get a, get another webcam so that I can do it from my computer. Or I, 
I came up with all kinds of different excuses. And then I still sat down for my first podcast for like 25 minutes. Like, how am I going to go about this? <laughs> and I think I walked away from it several times before I actually hit the record. And, and it's what finally got me over it. I think I did a, I created a Facebook group so that no one could see me doing it from my Facebook profile. <laughs> and I, I did a live video day and I realized I wasn't going to die. So that kind of helped me get over it. Just, you know, actually pushing the button, I forced myself to do it. But a toolbox fallacy is I can't do this because I need that thing or I need this other piece of knowledge or what have you. So I think uh, my explanation of the toolbox fallacy would be the same thing. It's an excuse, but I think sometimes it can creep into that. I'm just starting out and I feel like I need all the cool things that the people have been doing it forever that I need to have those things so I can be just like them. And, and that's not how you're supposed to start, you know? So I, I think it is an excuse getting all into the gear, but I think part of it is that I have to have all the cool stuff. I can't just start with the little stuff. I gotta, I gotta do what the people who have been doing this forever, you know, have the things they have. So. Yeah. I'll go even into like hobbies and stuff like that. I mean, exactly what you guys said um, with like the content creation and the podcast and, and whatever, but um, to like uh, speak to hunting, Oh, I can't shoot a deer cause I don't have the best bow. I, I don't have this tree stand. I don't have this. I can't go out and get it. That's like, it's not the skill you haven't gained from shooting the bow. It must be the bow because, you know, no one before you has used a piece of shit before and put one, put one through a deer. Um, so that like, uh, that it has to be the best gear, um, that the, that that's the reason you're sucking is not because you're bad at it. It's because your gear is shit. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, obviously the more proficient you get, the better the gear helps you, but, um, yeah, just using that as an excuse. It's an excuse all around. That's just really what it is. It boils down to is, is excuse for uh, not starting or not being as good as you should be. I think he might be frozen again. I think he might be. I'm back. <laughs> there he is. I think I'm back. We're back. I think you're back. All right. Uh, and can Ken kind of touched on the next one was uh what got you over that your toolbox fallacy? I know for me it was uh you know, I was listening to some Bible podcast and you're saying you know nobody's watching, just do it. You know, and I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It doesn't matter the quality I'm putting out, because once I start putting it out, then we work on it and we get better as we go. You know, you can buy the gear along the way, you can do this, you know. Like that was kind of like what got me over, you know, when he it was probably the four hundredth time he said it. You know, and that's kind of what it takes sometimes is you got to get you got to hear it over and over and over, you know, before it finally clicks in your head. It's like, oh, crap, I need to get off my butt and start going out and doing this stuff. So did anybody else have that kind of aha moment of like what actually got you over your toolbox fallacy? If that makes sense. Ryan, yeah, if you want to go or Amy, go ahead. I think for me, um, you know, I used to get stuck in the in the gear stuff in the sense that I'm not a gear person like especially technology stuff. I don't understand technology. And so I would say, 
I want to, you know, a long, long time ago, I was like, I want to write, I want to write books. And we had one little, one little dinky computer and the kids were always on it. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to write. Well, what got me over that is my husband went and bought a laptop and set it in front of me and said, here, write. And that's exactly the same thing that happened when I wanted to do the podcast. I don't understand the technology. I tell my boys and my husband, I want to do a podcast. They figure out the technology. I told them the budget, they set it up. And then they were like, okay, now do it. And I had to realize that my excuses were tied up in the gear. Like, I don't understand the gear. Like, I, I don't know what to do, you know? And so having a family who's like, oh, you want to do this? Okay, we're, we're going to set this up for you. And then you have to sit down and do it. Like, you have to pull the trigger. So when I realized, you know, it's all a head game and it's all, it's excuses. That's what it is. So yeah, that's how I got over it. Yeah, Corey, uh, Corey kind of kicked me in the ass on the, the video content creation uh, with the trailer. She's like, you're just going to film this and you're going to talk about it and you're going to do it and you got to figure it out. So I just did it. And then, um, yeah, it was kind of like Tim and you guys kind of kicked off the podcast because I really couldn't be on a weekly podcast without having one of my own. So I kind of had to start it. Um, Tim got me to do, uh, the community spotlight video for him and then had me on his show. And I was just like, yeah, I dig this. I dig this shit. So I'm going to kind of let her rip and yeah, it's been like 45 episodes now. So I guess it's going all right. Yeah. Tim seems pretty good about kicking people in the butt and getting rid of their excuses for them. Uh, do you have anything you wanted to add, Ken? I know you touched on it earlier a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I kind of jumped jumped ship earlier, and uh, I mean, yeah, basically, I just had to go do it. <laughs> just get started. Yeah, uh, I was going to throw this out here because this is something I think I see quite a bit. Uh, this is one of the comments we got. Uh, my toolbox fallacy was a toolbox at work, and I think that's a that's a big one is, uh, you know, especially in like the mechanic space. I've never been a mechanic, but it seems like every time I go into a mechanic shop, it's all snap on and bright and shiny stuff everywhere. Uh, I'm not sure, but I would probably say I I wouldn't doubt that there's some, uh, you know, if a guy walked in with a bunch of Harbor Freight tools on his first day of work at a mechanic shop, he'd be afraid he got laughed out of it. You know, some of it might be embarrassment. And that really sucks because, you know, you're going to spend a lot of money on some tools that, you may or may not need starting out. Has anybody anybody worked in the mechanic kind of realm? I'm in maintenance, and um, yeah, I've had jobs where I had to bring supply all my own tools. Like right now, as a technician, I supply like 99% of my tools, and they give me like two wrenches, and so it's all my stuff. Um, I I had one job that uh, I went from one that I wasn't using their tools to or wasn't using my tools to one that i was gonna have to provide my own and i man i spent like they gave me a list of shit to buy and i i, I go cheap because whatever i'll just replace it because i was figuring i wasn't going to use use half the shit anyway and i uh i spent like 2500 bucks i think on a toolbox and all the tools and everything i took them i worked there for like Oh, I don't know. Nine months. It was an absolute horrific job. It was in a foundry and hotter and shit and dirty and nasty. And so I found my way out of there real quick. But uh, yeah, I think in the whole time I was there, I used maybe like 200 bucks worth of the tools. And I'm like, what, 
what am I going to do with all this stuff now? And yeah, so it was all used and dirty and nasty from being in that place. So yeah, a lot of uh, toolbox uh, crap there. Yeah. And could you imagine if your toolbox fallacy was a toolbox, that would be kind of ironic if you found that out later. It's like, oh, I had that about buying a toolbox. I just thought I never really thought about that, but that is, you know, <laughs> kind of a good one there. All right. Uh, anybody else got on that one? What got you over? I think we're good. Uh, let's see. Oh, here, here's a good one, because this is something that even when you know it, it never seems to go away. You know, um, where to go. So how do you try and keep yourself from continuously falling victim to the toolbox fallacy? Do you have, you know, something that you kind of remind yourself of, like, okay, no, I'm just making excuses at this point. Or, I mean, is there something you do? Because, like I said, I there wasn't just the first time. It's, it seems like with every other project, I can't do it without this tool. Sometimes it's an excuse to buy a new tool, which, or sometimes, you know, it is the toolbox fallacy or I don't want to do it or whatever else. Anybody got any, uh, like I said, anything to keep you from doing that? Some like as words of wisdom or motivation? I'll go. I'll go on that I, one. Uh, <laughs> when <laughs> I uh, do my planning. All right. Hey, you ready? You want me to go? You want to go? <laughs> when I do my planning. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. I, uh, I, I list things as uh, necessities and then um, then luxuries, I guess, is a, is a good term. Like the stuff I really need to get started, the like the physical, the, the things to build, whatever project I'm doing, like the stuff you actually need. And then um, is it is it an optional item? Is it going to make it easier to do or is it a necessity to do it? Um, kind of list those out and see and kind of as long as I'm categorizing those things, I kind of put myself in a box once I have all the stuff that is really a necessity to do the project. Then I can't say, well, I can't do it. So it's a lot of planning and just showing myself where I'm where I'm lacking there. Yeah, awesome. I, go ahead, Ken. Um, I didn't realize that what I kind of do actually was a method that people use. Um, and I just recently was reading in a book and they called it, I think, like the, the 60 40 rule. Basically, you try to gather 40% of what you need to do the project or to 40% of the knowledge to move ahead in the area that you're that you're trying to, to move ahead on. If you haven't gathered at least 40% of what you need, the tools, the knowledge, the skills, whatever, then you're probably not going to do a good job. But don't don't go past 60% because if you get to 60% and you're like, I'm still not ready, I'm still not going, then you're just making excuses. So shoot for, you know, maybe you need a new mic. Okay, if you need a new microphone, get the microphone. But then don't go on and say, well, I need a different phone because the recording doesn't do quite right on this one, or I have to have a different computer. Like at some point you just have to do it. So what I kind of do is try to shoot for that range there of being a little prepared, but not so over-prepared that I just psych myself out and I'm never going to do it. I think for me, um, yeah, it's awesome. just, and I, I'm, I, go ahead. There's a, there's a little overlap here with the internet. Um, I think for me, it's 
just remembering all the times that I waited too long to start something, you know, like I could have started it earlier and I used all the excuses. So just remembering all that, like sitting here where I podcast and looking at that and going, I could have started that so much earlier if I would have just jumped in. So like when I was going to start uh, the snail mail newsletter that I started, I was like, okay, I need like a really great um, publishing like format and I need to get this great like newsletter thing and, and all this. And I don't need to do that. There are free things you can use while you're getting it going. You know, you can upgrade to other stuff. So I, I had to think of that again and be like, oh no, I can jump in and I can do this and I can get this going and I can improve, you know, the longer I do it. But so just keeping that in mind. Yeah, yeah, two years awesome. for me. Two yeah. years I waited. Two years? Two years uh, from the time like uh, we started like really officially deciding we were going to take off and leave in the trailer and do the whole thing. And I had the idea for the LOTS project and it was kind of um, uh, born. I was going to start a podcast with it. And yeah, two years later is when it started. So yeah, I mean, what episode would I be at if I'd been doing it for the last two years instead of the last two months? It's like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you never know, I guess, until you uh, kind of look back and realize, like Amos saying, you know, how much easier it is once you're there and you can look at what you're doing. Uh, so I guess we kind of talked about it, the quotes as far as... Uh, you know, keeping going and getting going on uh, the side hustles and stuff. Um, let's see what our next question is. Let me see if I can get it up here. There it is. How do you find our, our slash? Because that, that's this is to me, this falls right in with the toolbox fallacy is a uh, time. I think time is a tool just like anything else and can definitely be your toolbox fallacy. So is a uh, saying because i've used it all the time and everyone else has i don't have time for that or i you know there's there's not enough time or anything like that so how do you find or make time or do you have examples of where you've found that time before you want to go with that brian i know you get up early using <laughs> that podcast oh going. yeah um i i usually um how do I find more time to do things? Like, I don't know. I look at the, the flexible parts of my schedule. Like, um, right now I can start any time I want before 8am. So that's a big wide thing. Like I got in the, the routine of starting at six o'clock every morning. That's just who I am. I get up early and just start work. So I get up at like five in the morning and I was sitting here like, I don't have time to do a podcast because I never know what time I'm going to get home. So if I wanted to do a live stream every day at the same time, I couldn't do it after work and because unless it was at seven at night. But it's like, I can't do that every night. I can't commit to that. So I said, well, why don't I just start at seven o'clock and now I got an extra hour because I'll just get up at the same time every day and then do my podcast and then go to work. So I use that flexibility on that part of the schedule. And I've used that a lot in other times um, to fit in chores or different things. If we were adding on different, uh, different daily tasks where we would slide that in, in the flexible parts of our day and um, just make it work. Like that's where you can play with your time and be more efficient. Um, and then stay away from those rigid, like 
hey, I work every day eight hours or whatever, then those times are locked in and then just play with those flexible times and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's one of those things where you have to realize, I mean, there's 24 hours in a day. Everybody's got 24 hours. You sleep, you eat, you know, you work, you do your stuff. But um, I, I think it's being honest about those parts where when you have free time, what do you do with it? Because if everybody's given an hour, they're going to do different stuff with it. Some people will read. Some people will work out. Some people will sit on the couch and watch TV. Some people will scroll Facebook or float or whatever. And understanding that you have that time and when you have things that you want to do, digging into that time and realizing maybe I'll only read for a half hour. Maybe I'll only scroll social media for 10 minutes. Sometimes I even, I'll get... I'll be scrolling and, you know, there's, I should be doing other stuff and I'll be scrolling and I, I will stop and I will say, I'm not getting anything done right now. Like it's being conscious of that. Okay. I need to go do something else. I'm not getting done what I need to get done. So I think it's just, it's digging into that time and being honest about how you use it. Did you put my saying on your computer yet? You said, tell me your saying. Uh, post more than you scroll and, uh, create more than you yeah. consume yeah yeah it's up here i don't I, awesome. I should write it on my computer but <laughs> you should put it on a shirt that's what you should do you should... there you go there you, you go the cat hanging off the cliff <laughs> saying it <laughs> he's writing it down another the shirt, next shirt. Idea. there you go <laughs> yeah that was, that's a uh, what you said amy there about finding where you're wasting your time at um, my wife and I had for a long time while we'd eat supper, we'd sit down to eat and we just pull up a movie or watch a show or something. And oftentimes our meal time was six o'clock in the evening, give or take. And I started realizing that after I sat down and watched one show, even if it was only 20, 30 minutes, you know, while we're eating the rest of the night, I'm done. I don't feel like doing anything else. <laughs> like, is okay, I'm, I'm only going to watch one, I say, until I'm done with that one. It's like, I don't feel like doing anything. Let's watch another one. And next thing you know, you've watched four of them and two hours have gone by. So it's, it, like you said, realizing where that time is going and then taking it back. Um, what I had to do for my podcasts and videos is I run my own business. So I was able to take Wednesday out of the middle of the week and I do my podcasts on Wednesday. And then if whatever time I have left over during the day, I can get stuff done around the house or get some office work done or do some quoting for my construction business or what have you doing, doing all of those things. So not only did it give me time for that content creation, like I just pulled it out of the day, but then it also gave me some much needed office work and get shit done around the house. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, those are, yeah, all things right up what I was thinking this too. And uh, the other one was, uh, whenever my wife does make dinner early, I'm just like, it's usually on a day that I got stuff rolling and I know I'm like, I don't want to go in there or eat. Cause as soon as I go in there, sit down and eat, the day's done. As soon as you started down that path, I was like, yep, that's exact same thing here. And, uh, same thing with me, uh, you know, with me, it seems like a lot of times, you know, you don't need eight, nine hours of sleep. You can go five. Sometimes that's that's even better for you. 
Uh, so cutting a little bit out here and there, like Amy said, with the, the scrolling, I'm bad about that. I need to get up and start moving and doing stuff. And next thing I know, it's been an hour later and I'm just looking through stuff. Uh, one of the ones for me that I know that I personally found was, uh, back when I, before I got out of the military, I uh, always needed to, you know, work out. And I was like, I work too much. I don't have time to go work out, go to the gym and this and that. And then I kind of realized I had 30 minutes every day while I was at work, you know, during lunch. So I started running up and down the aisles every day during lunch, you know? And so, you know, when you, it seems like if you really want it, that's the first thing you got to look at is, do I really want this? Because once you really want it, you can find the time. And it's kind of like, or, you know, if you really need, you know, a little bit of money to get something started, you can find it if you really want it. You know, you quit buying those lattes every day and save them up for a week or two. And, you know, there you go. So I, I yeah. I definitely think that's a, an easy way to find or make time is uh, starting with wanting it, you know. Yeah, it's all, uh, it's all evaluation. It's all evaluation mm -hmm. of time. It's it's what is this worth? What is this worth to me? What is scrolling on Facebook for a half an hour worth to me? Or what is making doing a podcast that's going to be there forever? Or whatever might turn into something or working on woodworking or it's all evaluation of what the time is to you. And if it's, if it's pleasurable to you, that's something, if it's monetarily gained to you, that's something it's all, it's all personal, but just value, you got to evaluate and rank what you want to do with your time. Cause there's only 24 hours in a day and you know, you got to get some sleep. So. And I think sometimes the hard thing is, is you might have to cut out things that you enjoy. Like when I'm talking, I'm having a really great conversation on Telegram with some people about a homestead project. Sometimes I have to be like, okay, I got I to gotta go do my work now. And I'm loving the conversation, but like you got to put boundaries on your time. Sometimes, but sometimes that's hard because it's actually stuff you want to do and there's value to it, but there's only 24 hours in a day. So. Yeah, definitely. Like you were saying, assessing it too, because that short-term joy worth versus the long-term gain. You know, kind of like Brian said earlier, if he had started his podcast, what was it, two years ago, then how much farther along would you have been at this point? And that's kind of how I look at my YouTube when I first started it. I was like, man, I, I could have started this back when I first started doing the homesteading stuff. Instead, I was just like super nervous and didn't do it. And next thing you know, it's three years later and I still hadn't done it. You know, so I finally got that 400th time beat over the head and, you know, hey, stupid, nobody's watching, go do it. And, you know, I've been po posting stupid videos ever since and people watch them. So stick with it well uh, i think i literally didn't have time to do it when i was starting our homestead because i was doing so much like i tried like i attempted to do video like i couldn't and our internet was so slow that it would take like four <laughs> hours to upload a 10 minute video and it's yep. like i can't do this like i don't have time to deal with this shit because i have chickens and turkeys and rabbits and quail and it's like and working 12 hours a day so but yeah, so I tried to use that as an excuse. And my wife looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, you can't do anymore. <laughs> like, you can't <laughs> do this shit. <laughs> so yeah, that was when I, we went to the doing the trailer that like shut down the whole farm. So I had all this time. And now I'm like, how did yeah, I do I everything I did in this little amount of time? I, I must have just like clockworked it in to it was just natural. I did it every day, every day, day after day for months on end. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you get more time than you know what to do with, it sounds like. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
next is something that, to me it's a it's part of the toolbox fallacy really did you have something there ken uh-uh. oh for some reason I uh but it is uh because it's part of every kind of a part of the toolbox fallacy is money money's always seems like it's the best excuse to have you know when it comes to not doing something or not getting started with something uh i think tim i think it was on here uh, a few episodes ago, he was talking about, you know, somebody had all these different ideas. They want, you know, side business they want to do, but they didn't have the capital. He said, choose the cheapest one and do it. Choose the one that doesn't cost anything. So since everybody here is content creators, side hustlers, entrepreneurs, things of that nature, uh, just this is for uh, content creation. How do you get started with content creation or how can you with no money, you know, doing something like a podcast or YouTube? Uh, I know. Different ones of y'all probably use different softwares and stuff like that, just to give these people even less of excuse. So yeah, if you got uh, you got like an editing software or something for a podcast, you know, kind of like the freeware to get yourself started and going, get that ball rolling. Uh, does anybody want to start with that? Of any, you know, how you can get started with your content creation with no money down? I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. Um, no money down. Right there. There we go. I mean, use your phone. Tim Tim's built his uh, tool man work or empire on an iPhone. I mean, don't tell me you can't do it. So there's little things that, that um, they help as you're going along um, that you end up spending money. I mean, are they really necessary? No, probably not. Definitely not necessary. You can do it. You it make it makes life easier. Let me put it that way. Like when I started doing a lot of video editing, I ended up buying like Power Director because it was just I wanted to learn the program in the long run, and so I just made that investment in myself. And that's really what it comes down to to me is how serious am I about doing this? Like when I was dicking around making YouTube videos, um, just throwing them up with the homestead, like I was saying. In the winter, we would have all this video and like more time because a lot of the stuff shut down in the winter we weren't doing meat birds in the garden and all this so i had some time to mess around with some some freeware editing and did it threw some videos up yeah they were okay and okay i want to get serious about this now i want to document my trailer build i want to document my road trip i want to document all this so then i made an investment in myself and i bought some power director i still use my phone for the camera i'm not going to buy a better camera than it's on my phone um you see there's three of them there's like three cameras. I'd have to buy three cameras to re replace it. So then I had like this old uh, webcam that I got and um, I really wish I could show it. It's like I, my camera stand, like you guys buy mic stands and shit like that. I got old PVC pipe and fittings. I like one inch PVC pipe, like the thing that flips for the laptop because I'm six foot five. If I put my camera on top of my laptop, it like looks up my nose. So like I had to get it up a little bit in the air. And uh, so I made this thing out of PVC pipe and it's just like this pipe that goes up and the camera sticks in the top. So like I can't really show it because the camera's in it. But uh, yeah, so free. It was down in the bar and like scraps. I just used my brain and made something up. And Mike, I bought the cheapest one I could find on Amazon and went with it and but yeah, as you want to get better, I wanted to be able to rebroadcast my interviews from the weekends. So they're an hour and a half. StreamYard free, you can use it free. It's great. It's an awesome program. 
you got a little thing in the corner for free. You, you learn how to use it. I wanted to rebroadcast something that was 90 minutes. And to do that, I had to buy a better plan. Well, I wanted to do that. It was important to me and I invested in it and I bought a better plan on StreamYard. Now I can stream what I want. So did, was that a necessity? No. Did it keep me from starting? Not at all. But it was something that I, I wanted to value add to that going down the road. Yeah, there, Tim, still editing on his iPhone. That guy's building an empire from an Apple device, and I can't use them. I'm an Android guy, so they make me use an Apple for work, and I'm like... Yeah, I, I love some PowerDirect stuff. And the other thing with that is that is a paid you know, editing software. That I mean, I do PowerDirect on my phone. That's what I've done all my stuff off of. And But you can get it for free. A lot of these things are free with the watermarks or this and that and whatever. So, I mean, you can see the StreamYard little watermark up there because I paid half price. So <laughs> I got all the features, but I had to keep the watermark. You know, Check in the Agora. A lot of things there. are free there, too. <laughs> I mean, just saying, there, there's, there are places and people that will get you software if you need it. So just keep your eyes open. And there's Tim there, too. He said, if you do want to make an investment, you know, you got to buy something, buy a mic, because uh, even on video, audio is still king. At least that's what I've been told. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so on that, getting started oh, cheap no. or free, it, like if you got a phone, I've got three apps, on three or four apps on my phone that I can use to edit videos. Uh, video Converter, InShot, and Dynamo. All of those can be used for free. They're great little cut and splice and paste and add effects and transitions and all of that. If to go to audio, you can use super recorder little app for free. It even does transcriptions. I think there is a paid plan on it. So, you know, it's like 20 bucks a year for unlimited transcriptions on that. Um, and Auphonic, which does a little bit of audio, uh, it it remasters it, levels it out a little bit, takes out some background noise, and you get like two hours a month for free on that. So if you've got a phone, you've got a complete editing suite. I mean, no excuses, except like Tim said, maybe buy at least a little headset. I mean, a cheap little headset or earbuds is going to be better than the, than the mic on your phone typically. If you've got a computer, shoot, Audacity, that's what I record my podcasts on. If you want to do uh, record videos, and you want to do a lot of editing, you can get, uh, I think it's DaVinci Blackmagic, like complete video. I mean, it's a professional video editing software, free. It, it's awesome. I don't ever use it because I don't edit my videos, but I have played around <laughs> with it. <laughs> so, I mean, no excuses. There's so much potential for free things out there. There's, and for putting your stuff out, you know, for a podcast, you can use Anchor. Um, for videos, you know, you've got YouTube, Odyssey. There's dozens of others where you can put your stuff up for free. Like, you don't have to pay a dime to put stuff out there. Getting in front of people is kind of challenging at times because you got to build your audience. But creating and putting it out there, no problem. Free all day. Yeah, you guys, uh, you, you said all the things. But what I think is really great about starting free is that you can figure out if you really want to do it because you might decide that 
you know what? I thought I wanted to do a podcast, but I really don't want to do a podcast or I can't work it into my life. I thought it would be easier or so it's it's good to start with the free because you can always build from there. But if you you start with the really expensive stuff and then realize, oh, this ain't my thing, then you've just wasted a lot of money. So start with the free. Yeah, I think that's, that's some definitely some great advice because, like you said, then you got no investment, you know, to to ruin, I guess, if that makes sense. You know, there's no reselling equipment. And back in the day, it was a whole other story. You couldn't do that. But now, yeah, you said, you know, most 90, I'd say 99% of the people have a, have a phone, especially if they're going to watch or listen to this. I would say they do. So the excuses are gone. We should see a blow up of some podcast and everything uh what about blogs that's one thing i didn't really hear about uh, i know there's um oh what's the what's the one everybody says to the, um, there's wordpress wordpress a lot of people uh, use wordpress has use that? is it really that easy uh there's wordpress.com and there's wordpress.org one of them is free one of them is not and i can never remember which is which um but yeah, start with the free one. You will end up getting their ads on the side, but that's pretty common if you're using a free platform. Somehow you're going to have to advertise for them. But yeah, start with the free. And there's Squarespace too. I don't know if that, I don't know if they have a free version or not, but I don't know. I've always been with either Blogger or WordPress. Yeah, definitely. I usually, I usually just go to YouTube and I type in best free editing software for video. That's how I found PowerDirect. I mean, and I went through some of those and I said, hey, that one looks cool. And I tried it out and very intuitive and just kind of stuck with it. And I waited till, you know, I started making a little bit of money off my channel. Then I upgraded to the bigger plan, you know, and that, that's another one. As you go and you do start to develop and make a little bit of money, then we can add, start adding those tools in. You know, this year, I think Ken was talking earlier about doing taxes. Uh, I got to do my first taxes with that little paycheck from Google. You know, and that, that was pretty awesome. So I had, you know, my computer right off, my all my lights, my stand, and I still made a couple hundred bucks on paper, you know. So that, that was pretty cool. And even my accountant was like, what do you do videos of? <laughs> so, like I said, you know, and that's the other thing, you know, it, it can lead into who knows what, you know. Uh, the other one that I, I wanted to touch on because all the side hustlers here, and that's always the toolbox fallacy is with. You know, I would love to start, you know, hauling junk, but I don't have a trailer or I don't have a truck or, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, what are some side hustles that you've started in the past with no money down? Anybody? Ken, I know you, you're, you you got, you know, a huge empire of business going on. <laughs> well, I mean, what it, you it's kind of cheating because I, I've just built some ideas and motivates I've already had. <laughs> so like, when I was young, I started out in construction. So I had a tool belt and a saw. Well, when the opportunity came up to start installing trim in houses, you know, I was doing that evenings for a few months. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm taking this full time. I'm tired of working two jobs. <laughs> so I, I kind of, you know, start small. And as you, as you grow in that, you make some money, you, you put that back into it. So to say I started with no money down, I mean, I did have my basic tools and built up from there. A lot of things I do, I kind of call a side hustle because I'll do one job a year in that. I don't know if that's, if that qualifies, I don't know. But I've, I've already got most of the tools I need to do about anything I want to do in construction. So 
I'm not probably not the best person to ask about starting <laughs> low or no cost as far as what I have done. I can I got lots of ideas though. <laughs> well, yeah, throw some ideas. Like I said, this is you know this is to help the guy sitting there watching this or listening, going, man, I you know I I could do something, but I ain't got no money to go do it with. You know, if you got a few, rattle them off real quick. If not, I mean, we can we can go on the Brian. I'm, I know he's probably got a handful up there. And Amy, yeah, Brian, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I got you covered with a few. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What did I like? Sell trees, man. Like baby trees. Walk through the woods and you got baby trees. You you stick a shovel in the ground. You pick them up. You bring them up by your house. You throw them in a five-gallon bucket. Let them get a little bigger and sell them for some money. Um, like when we moved into our house, we had hostas and like lilies and daylilies everywhere. We just started splitting them and splitting them and splitting them and splitting them. And then we just started selling them. So like they were just here. Um, look for stuff like that. Uh, the, the one nice, <laughs> it wasn't really a side hustle, but it was like a hustle. I, uh, have this like 120 year old apple tree in my front yard and, <coughs> excuse me, 120 year old apple tree in my front yard. And like the previous owner cut it off at the, at the ground and it like grew back. And it's, I mean, the thing's like 70 feet tall and it drops crappy apples. They're really good for applesauce actually, but um, not for eating for, by any means. But uh, we had a big storm come through and this huge limb came off the tree. Like it was enormous. And I had my chainsaw, but I just didn't feel like cutting it up and dealing with it and all that shit. So I put it on Craigslist for apple wood for smoking. You pay me 20 bucks. You cut it up and haul it away. Dude, like 20 minutes later, some dude's in my front yard, like cutting this shit up, paying me money to clean my freaking yard up. It was it was brilliant. I was like, <laughs> So, I mean, just, just look around and see the money everywhere. Uh, Brian Norton coined something that's like, stop telling your kids that money doesn't grow on trees. Cause it, it grows literally on trees. Um, yeah, just look around and see all the stuff that you could just sell or value add to, or, I mean, sell pine cones on Etsy for God's sakes, walk, go, th go walk through a public park and pick up pine cones and put them on Etsy and sell them like there's no loss there there's no outlay of cost i mean other than the postage but you could get the customer to pay for that and print the damn thing on your printer so i mean there's no excuse Especially if you got the great big old time cones yeah i mean <laughs> you, yeah if you, if you have the big ones you can sell them left and right <laughs> money's everywhere <laughs> So I was thinking about, um, we have a, a local group online here, and I think about the things that people post in the group that they're looking for. There's always someone looking for someone to watch their kids for a couple hours a week. There's always someone who is looking for someone to watch their dog. There's always someone looking for, uh, can you come clean my house once a week? I mean, simple stuff like that. And as long as you got a way to get there, you know, you can probably do that. Um, some people have said, can you run for groceries? you know, someone who will shop for me or just go pick up my groceries for me and bring them, you know, to my house. Um, you know, farm sitting, you know, if you've got a farm, you've got a homestead, it, pet sitting, it, it is great if you can find someone who can do that. And, and you don't need any money to do that. You just need a way to get there. I mean, I'd say a car, but as long as you can have someone drive you there and then you can stay the weekend to take care of the farm. I mean, so I guess I would suggest if you've got like a local group on Facebook or next door or anything like that, you scroll the stuff they're looking for. And that's, that's good ideas there. 
Yeah, I'd say a lot of it's putting yourself out there. I mean, if if most people that are, if you're willing to work, the work's there. You'll find it. Uh, I had a guy actually uh, help me clean up a property once, and he said, you know, he was hauling junk. He had to post on Facebook and all that stuff. And I won't go into how I end up meeting him and all that, but uh, he showed up with a, a little SUV, and he threw all that. He threw as much as he could in the back of that thing, hauled it off. And I actually became friends with him somewhat and uh, kind of kept up with him over the last couple of years. And like I said, he started out doing that. He'd pile the crap on top and strap it down. And he'd take it to the junkyard and stuff. And then uh, he saved up some money and bought himself a trailer. And then he started doing it with the, you know, with the trailer and tow. And then he bought himself a lawnmower. And he started mowing yards. You know what I mean? This guy literally started with absolutely nothing but a Facebook post. And he just kept kept pushing it, you know, and one thing into another. And I was like, dude, you're going to go somewhere. I was like, just keep it up. This is, you know, you're doing an awesome job. And I was, he was motivating me, you know, cause he had just got out of jail. So he literally started with nothing. And just, if you got that drive and that hustle, you know, you can make things happen. And then I even hired him to do a mowing job for me. He goes, can I use your weed eater and mowers? And I was like, yeah, I just don't want to do the work. You know, so that, that, like I said, that, that's there. And so like you were saying, if you can get a job, you know, if you can get around or even in a neighborhood, you, that guy might have a push mower. You'd be like, Hey, I'll mow, you know, let me use your mower. I'll go out there and push it. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there. It'd be yes all day long. And then as you were saying about getting the groceries, that there's actually an app for that apparently now where you do your grocery list and somebody goes and picks up kind of like a Grubhub or Uber eats or whatever for grocery shopping. I don't get it, but. It's there, and I know somebody that did it, and she actually gets good, really good tips because if you know, unlike the Kroger Click list, if you know they're out of something, she'll call them up and be like, "Hey, they're out of this or that. What do you want me to put in there instead?" Then uh, we got some a lot of a uh, few things coming in from the chat over here. You know, saving seeds and selling your seeds, or right on line with that is uh, if you're starting plants, you know, you you usually start more than you need. Throw those in there. Yeah, it seems like this stuff, you know, it's everywhere. That's it. Oh, okay. I like this one. Sell rabbit shit. Your garden only needs so much rabbit. And uh, actually, I knew a lady that would sell, sell it by the five-gallon bucket. And every time she got a five-gallon bucket full, somebody would buy it. As they say, it's some of the best fertilizer out there. And, I got a barn uh, yeah, full She of told it. me that. And I'm <laughs> uh, the shipping might hurt me a little bit on that. You know, the shipping of the anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I didn't believe, her, but apparently there, there's a market for everything. And, uh, like you were saying earlier, Brian, like we started looking around at our old place and this one, when you, especially if you go scroll on Etsy, you can look around and there's something, it's amazing what people will sell or what people will buy, I guess, if that makes sense. You know, it's, it's so there's not really a lot of excuses. Uh, if there's any questions. From anybody in the the live stream, if you haven't dropped them already, go ahead and put them in there. Does anybody else uh, right now have anything they kind of want to add on to this toolbox fallacy or specifically how to get over it? Because we're trying to keep this of how we can do and not lag behind, if that makes sense. I wanted to add something when you're telling about your buddy with the SUV and coming around and hauling stuff. There's mm -hmm. a guy that uh, I worked in this place and it was in a, in a like an office park but it was all kind of semi-industrial light industrial stuff and uh, printers and all that and uh, 
he used to come by and get pallets from us and we would just give them to him because we just had stacks and stacks and stacks and like he would he would sell them but he would come and pick them up and he had like this uh toyota corolla that he had uh, welded a, a hitch onto the bumper himself like i don't know if he welded it or drilled it through the bumper or how he did it but he had this trailer behind <laughs> it and this dude would put a stack of pallets like I don't know how he got under some of the overpasses, but he would put this stacks of pallets on this little tiny trailer and he would take off down the, uh, down the road and his car is just sitting like this. And I'm like, what, is, where is this guy going? Like I saw him one day driving and he must do this like all over the twin cities. Cause I saw him driving another time. He was on the other side of the cities. There he was in his little Corolla with this big stack of pallets. And, like I asked him one day, like, what do you do with those? He goes, I, I sell them for five bucks a piece. I'm like, He's like, I get them all for free and I sell them for five bucks a piece. He goes, I drive this little Corolla. It takes no gas. And it's like, okay, sounds good, man. Like, if that's what you want to do all day is drive around with a big stack of pallets. I mean, he was making pretty good money doing it. Yeah, that's awesome. So don't think you need hey, a truck. No stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, like I said, I learned that lesson with that guy. And then, uh, like I said, where Tim put that out, you know, start with your cheapest thing and just work your way up. You know, every, I'm sure every billionaire out there almost has worked away up from nothing. So, Be, well, be yeah. honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Like, really stop bullshitting with yourself. And that's really how you get over it. I mean, that's the be all and end all of it. Like, really, yeah stop stop bullshitting yourself <laughs> like i i did it all the time and and i got over it a little bit i still kind of bullshit myself every now and then but uh yeah that's what it comes down to yeah kind of a mindset thing. you guys that Sorry. <laughs> you gotta realize that like i said earlier you're not gonna die nobody's gonna hurt you nobody's gonna come through the screen and grab you even if you say something stupid that pisses somebody off they can't reach through the screen and choke you. Like you're, you're not going to get hurt. <laughs> and if somebody says something online, like you don't maybe probably don't know these people anyway, just let it roll off your back. I'm not going to hurt you. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> just learn and move on. Keep doing the thing. Sorry, Amy, go ahead. No, that's fine. Um, I, I have a couple quotes that I like to keep in mind. The first one is time flies, but you're the pilot. And so I like to think about that. It reminds me, I've got 24 hours in the day, but I get to decide what to do with it. And then uh, I was I was scrolling on something the other day and I saw this shirt and it said, nobody cares, work harder. And I thought I would love that shirt. That would just be great to, to yeah. Sometimes you just need to hear that. Is that John Willis? Definitely shirt? one of my- <laughs> I was going to say, and I, I've seen it on that meme, the Jurassic Park meme. It's like, hey, this guy Ooh. wants to start a podcast and he wow. sucks at talking. See, look, nobody cares, you know? So, yeah, that's definitely, and risk reward. I would say always look at that, you know, with, with all this is what's, what you, what are you risking versus the reward, you know? And the rewards are sometimes unknown, you know, but if the risk is low, go for it. You know, that's the biggest thing. I'm like, you know, people say, well, I would do this, but, and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like a very good, but, so what's the issue? You know, just get on it and see what happens. I mean, really, uh, what, we're coming what's up the on that, about happen? an hour mark now. 
what's the worst that could happen? Do you get embarrassed? I mean, <laughs> like I've been embarrassed. I've, I've, I drank heavily for like seven, eight years. Like I've been embarrassed. Like talking on the internet is nothing. Like whatever. I could, I could stumble over my words for forty-five minutes straight, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is another Tuesday night." So, uh, yeah. I mean, what's the really the worst <laughs> that can happen? Put yourself out there. Well, and that that brings up a really good point on this. As far as what's the worst that could happen, it seems like the worst that could happen is always internal. You know, it seems like we are our biggest enemy in a lot of this, especially when it comes to content creation. I know, you know, I'm like, oh, man, my, especially until you get going for a while, you hate your voice. You have the worst voice in the world. And, you know, I've even went back on here on the lives with the new microphone. I was like, I wonder how I sound. I'm like, yep, still sound like crap, <laughs> you know, and I always take my voice. But I've just learned to get over it, if that makes sense, you know, and just kind of move on. The The more you hear it, the the less you notice i guess if that makes yeah when people hear their voice recorded they they just freak out so don't listen to yourself just put the stuff out and don't listen to it for the first you know 50 episodes or whatever they won't take away your birthday that was one of my favorite sayings you know what's the worst that's psychological with the the hearing uh hearing yourself is because uh your eustachian tubes in your ears and you can um your vocal cords vibrate up and you hear yourself different in your ears. And then when you hear a playback of your voice, it sounds different than you hear it in your ears. And you're like, Oh my God, I sound like that. But like, <laughs> yeah, you have your whole life too. So fucking get over it. <laughs> That's why I'm so annoying. <laughs> no one disagreed. I was on mute. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right, well, we're, uh, we're right around the hour mark. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say something on the no, content thing. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants to go to straight to YouTube, but I found something the other day. There's 38 million active YouTube channels. 38 million. So there's only 2 million active podcasts. I'm just saying, if you want to start something, the podcast market's wide open. Um, and also there's 48 million episodes. So there's only 10 million more actual episodes of podcasts than there are YouTube channels. So that market's wide open. That is actually something to look at with both content creation and side hustles. What? How many people are out there doing it? Hit them all. Hit them all. There we go. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, record the video, put the video out there everywhere you can, strip the audio and put the audio everywhere you can and maximize your effort. That's how I get so much shit done, I guess. I just realized it is I do seven different things at the same time. It's like, so every morning out of my half hour, I get an audio podcast, a YouTube video, a float, uh, a float audio, an Odyssey audio or video, a rumble video. <laughs> wherever else I want to send it because I invested in myself and bought extra streams on StreamYard. Like if I want to send it to Facebook, which I don't because they don't show my shit to anybody anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um, so like, whatever, I think Jack just said he started going to Twitch. It's like gamer channel. Um, but yeah, why not? I'll go sign up. If it's free, I do it like rumble. I signed up for rumble. I can't live stream there cause I got to pay. So screw that. It just ports over after YouTube processes it so whatever everybody looked at me and, and somebody said something to me and they were like 
well, you don't want to go to Rumble because so-and-so owns it and blah, 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 and this and that. And I'm like, I don't really care who freaking owns it. Just send my shit over there so somebody watches it. Like, that's all that matters. Like, I don't care who owns it, who's who's there. Like, they're not my friends. Yeah, they're going to be hopefully my <laughs> listeners or um, my supporters, but I'm not going there, oh, uh, the the right wing owns that or blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm just throwing it out there for everybody to see. Hopefully somebody likes it. It's like back in the day, dropping the flyers, you know, the pamphlets from the plane. Just put it out and get it in front of as many eyes as possible. Anybody got anything else? Or like I said, we, we just hit that hour mark. So we'll go ahead and start the wrapping up. All right. I wanted to first start out with a, a wrap up of next week's episode. We have Normalizing Death and Death Positivity. That's hosted by Letty. Uh, where's the date on that? 3, 8, and it'll be at 7 Central. So I want to make sure uh, we got that plug out there for ourselves, because if you're going to plug somebody on your own stuff, you should plug yourself, right? Make sure we plug our own show, and make sure we, you join us for that. Uh, it should be a very, I'll be definitely paying attention to that one, because it's one of those things that we really need to talk about, I would I would definitely agree with. Um, let's go around real quick. Let everybody know your name again. So maybe they, if they're listening to the audio, they can identify your voice with your name and where they can find you at. Brian, go ahead. Uh, I'm Brian with the lots project. Uh, you can find me at the lots project.com uh, and float YouTube odyssey, every place, uh, rumble. If there's some, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, if there's someplace you want to see me and um, and I'm not there, just let me know and I'll make an account if it's free. I, I'm not paying for any social media or anything like that. So check out thelostproject.com. We have uh, coffee for sale, t-shirts. I guess I got a new t-shirt to make today. I have yoga pants. If you want, um, if you want, if you're a male and you want to buy some high waist female yoga pants, I mean, they're for sale, but yeah, all you ladies, you can pick them up too. They have the lots anagram or uh, what is that uh, logo uh, down the thigh? Pretty hot. So uh, check it out. <laughs> We're going to see a model of that. You going to model that pair? Yeah, I think I got a show. I got a pair showing up uh, in a couple days here. Uh, Corey bought them, so they might be. She's five two and like tiny, and I'm six four and not so tiny. Um, so we'll see what's how her size works on me. The lots you might not be able to read the lots. <laughs> We're gonna break the internet that day. So I'm Amy from aformishkindoflife.com. I have a weekly podcast. I guess I actually podcast twice a week now. I have a snail mail newsletter that I just started, a monthly snail mail newsletter. So if you are interested in that, you can go check it out. Ken sent me a great picture the other day. He was standing there with his newsletter that just showed up. It was such a fun picture. Um, so yeah, I and I'm I'm on all the socials. If If you can't find me, you're not looking hard enough because I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. <laughs> I'm Ken from the Constructive Liberty Podcast and the Teen Catalyst Podcast. And we talked earlier about some side hustles you can start at no cost. Last week, I did a side, or a side hustle show on the Teen Catalyst Podcast. Six low-cost income streams teens can start today, like no cost. So go check it out. That's episode 156. <laughs> 
Awesome, awesome. And I'm Hawkins with uh, Chicken Hawk Farmstead. My main thing, I do YouTube DIY projects, homesteading stuff. Basically whatever I want to film because it's my channel and I do what I want on it. And uh, Hawkins J on a lot of other platforms like MeWe, Float, and whatever else I can, you know, kind of learn. And Rumble. I did finally get Rumble. So check me out there because I'm still waiting for them to up or back up the rest of my YouTube. So bunch of that's it for now. Over there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I, I get it. I got more views on some of my videos there so far than I did on YouTube. So it was good times. So I think we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up, wrap it up there. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, thanks for everybody in the live stream. We had a lot of interaction, a lot of comments. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. And we will be back next week. Have a great one.